Oh, hello there, beautiful listener. I'm Paul Jarvis, and this is the Sunday Dispatches. FreshBooks has launched an all-new version of their cloud accounting software so you can spend more time doing the work you love and less time stressing over paperwork. For your 30-day free trial, go to freshbooks.com Sunday or just enter Sunday Dispatches in the How Did You Hear About Us section. So last year I wrote a State of the Union post and it went over fairly well. So I figured I would do the same this year. And since I have a podcast now, this is the State of the Union Audio Edition 2016, like 17. I don't even know what year it is. Anyways, to start, uh, 2016 was probably the most roller coaster year for me ever because there were so many highs, so many lows, but oddly the highs were all business related and the lows were all personal related. So I suppose it balanced out-ish. So first let's recap. So what went well? So the first thing thing that I'm most proud of um, year over year is consistency. That is, I always make sure that my newsletter and my podcast go out every single week uh, with no exceptions. So whether I was traveling, which I did for most of October, or if I was dealing with loss, which I did in July and September and November, ugh, I made sure that I kept consistent with my publishing schedule. And this only happened because I was four to six weeks ahead of schedule at all times. So if I had to take a break from work and life for or a week or four, I was still covered because it was ahead of my schedule. Uh, the next thing that went well were products. I spent most of, or all of 2016, making income solely from digital product sales. So things like my courses and my podcast and that sort of thing. Remember when I was a full-time web designer? That seems like a lifetime ago. So I continued to sell Creative Class, which now has over 2,300 students. But honestly, I put almost no time into marketing it in 2016. And I really did that course a disservice because it's a good course. So I still love the course, and I still continue to see success from students who take it. I just have, didn't have the bandwidth uh, in 2016 to get it to new audiences. So I also created and started uh, my course, Chimp Essentials, which is a MailChimp course. And that sold to over 1,200 students. Uh, and I really didn't think I'd like teaching such a technical course, but it quickly became the most enjoyable product that I've ever made, mostly because I see students taking the course and then using the material and then gaining massive um, insights or getting ahead with their mailing list so much. So I didn't think I'd like a technical course, but I fucking love it. It's awesome. I love Chimp Essentials. So I guess I'm swearing in this episode too. Oops. So... Uh, the next thing that went well for me was uh, notoriety. And what I mean by that is I didn't do anything to try to get more popular or more internet famous or any of that. I just don't give a shit. So I completely stopped trying to grow my audience in 2016. I really didn't do many interviews. I did no talks. I did almost no joint venture stuff. I did no guest writing. All of those things have helped me in the past. And I suggest those things to a lot of people, but I realize that the audience that I reach is enough. I, it doesn't, my audience now grows slowly. So, and I like it. And it only grows when people feel like they want to share what I've written or said or created with their own audiences. So it's kind of like a, a form of slow growth, I guess, like the slow eating movement. I don't know. So I'm grateful and honored that the people, that so many people pay attention to what I do. And I'd rather actually just spend my time making my own audience happy and helping them succeed um, than going after more and more and more and more of everything. So 
I'm currently supported and I dig that I'm in a position to focus on the people that currently pay attention. Hey, that's you. You're paying attention. Listener, that's awesome. So I never really want to be a big deal or somebody who's known across massive groups. I like staying small. I like being relatively available to my rat people. So I'm probably going to keep up with that and not really go after massive growth or notoriety because fuck it. So the next thing that went really well was revenue. And although technically I made less uh, this year than I did the year before, it was still more than enough to support my family. And it was only about 2% less than last year, so I considered it a win. And as usual, I try to keep my expenses and cost of living just above the essentials. And I just, I make do with, with, what I, with what I have and I try not to live above my means or even close to my means because I like to save as much as possible, like a fucking squirrel. I squirrel it all away. Save all my nuts. Yeah. So my business expenses were about 20% of my gross and I only paid myself about 30% of my gross. So I try to keep as much money in my business to just save and invest. So I also don't think it's beneficial to share actual numbers or income reports, and I'm by no means rich, but I'm comfortable with the money that I make from the products that I sell, and I'm happy about that. So now let's get into what did not go well. Those are all the good things. Here's all the not-so-good things. So in my personal life, as I alluded to earlier, the latter half of the year was basically one of loss. So I lost two of my little rats, Luna and Osha, and a close family member, which seems to be happening more frequently. And that sucked. Just being honest, it fucking sucked. And I guess I'm at an age where the previous generation is starting to get to their expiration date. Just something one of my family members just before they died said, because there's a tradition of dark humor in my family dating back centuries, I'm sure. So all the productivity hacks on Lifehacker can't fix things when life shits on your face. So there were weeks at a time where I basically didn't do anything but stare at my computer screen and just wish that work would do itself. And what saved my ass was automation and working ahead of my content schedule. So being a month or so ahead of all my articles and podcast episodes helped me schedule things when I wasn't able to create. Sometimes you just don't have it in you to write or to record. And then automation helped because I was able to set it and forget it for a launch months before and just let it happen while I dealt with shit in my life. So I'm also lucky to have a partner who's the exact opposite of me in the best possible way and we're able to support each other and be strong for each other when we need it and be the one who's supported when that's needed too. Plus, we can both make fun of life with reckless abandon, which I think is really important. The next thing that didn't go well, and I'm a broken record on this, but it's tribbles, product tribbles. I make too many products, and I create too many things, and I try to do too many things at once. I'm a company of one, and I stretch myself too thin, and I was only able to focus on a few products and let some slide. So I was a web designer for way over a decade before I figured out um, how to get really efficient with my time. And since I've only been a product person for about five years, the learning curve still kicks my ass from time to time. Totally kicks my ass. So every year I do a survey with my mailing list, the Sunday Dispatches, which is also the name of this podcast. And over 1,400 people responded to it, which was awesome. And it was so much data, but I love data. Such a nerd. So every year I learned so much from it. I figured I'd actually share some of what I noticed. So 
the first thing is the, my mailing list is most interested in marketing and writing, and they're the least interested in programming and making software, which makes sense. And even though I love the latter two topics, I rarely write about programming and I rarely write about software. So that's cool. Um, one of the questions I asked in the survey was, who else do you pay attention to? And my list loves The Minimalists, Danielle Laporte, Amy Porterfield, Marie Forleo, The Being Boss Ladies, Alexander Franzen, Seth Godin, which is rad because I love these people too. So my audience is paying attention to the exact same people that I pay attention to. Pretty cool. The online tools that my list use mostly are MailChimp, which is cool because I teach a course on it, and WordPress, which is also good because I sell themes and plugins. And Instagram, for some reason, my list uses Instagram a lot. And I would never make a course on Instagram because all I do with Insta is post pictures of my rat photos and look at tattoo ideas. So uh, two-thirds, 66% of my list, sell professional services. So they're freelancers or consultants. Well, 33%, uh, one-third, sell products. And then there's 1% of my list who are smart asses who chose the option of selling seashells by the seashore which is my own fault for making that an option because that would have been what I picked too. So 33% of my list have also bought one or more products from me, which is cool, right? Like, that's pretty awesome. Thank you if you're one of those people. And when I look through the reasons why people bought, it's what I expected, but it's maybe not what you expect. And what most of these people said was they bought things from me because they trust me, they trust my reputation, and because they got to know me through this mailing list and podcast, and because of my personality. So those were the main reasons that kept coming up over and over again, which is great because I've been preaching how important these things are for years. FreshBooks has launched an all-new version of their cloud accounting software so you can spend more time doing the work you love and less time stressing over paperwork. For your 30-day free trial, go to freshbooks.com Sunday or just enter Sunday Dispatches in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Now, that's the past. Let's look at the future. I'll get on my time machine. All right? Do you have your time machine ready? Let's, let's go into the future together. So I'm not one to have goals, but I'd rather just work on processes, processes that I have and create things that my audience is asking of me and enjoy whatever happens the moment it happens. That said, I'm definitely going to attempt to take on less and focus on a few key things, which I say every year, but this year I get to try to mean it, right? Hold me to that. So what I'm going to focus on, the first thing is um, a new product that I'm developing called Grow Your Audience. It's my new course that teaches folks how to basically work marketing as a process based on trust communication. Basically the opposite of every slimy make money online product out there. And I'm trying to get that launched for mid-Feb and I'm going to get it out to the people who pre-ordered it um, later in January. Uh, the next thing I'm going to focus on is Chimp Essentials. Fucking love that course. I'm planning on relaunching it a few times in 2017 because, and it takes me a little while because every launch requires me to re record a bunch of lessons based on new features and designs in MailChimp. And it does well financially, and I see students getting so much success from it. I just love teaching it. And the next thing I'm going to focus on is the huge, the free weekly content. I have no plans to stop writing articles or recording podcasts. Both of these things keep a great line of communication with my audience and I enjoy sharing everything I know for free with no strings attached. So I love doing that. And the next thing I'm doing, and this is scary, is I'm looking for a literary agent. And yes, you read that right. Paul Jarvis, the 
the guy who's all about self-publishing. I'm looking to publish a book through an actual publisher. And even though I've loved and done well with self-publishing, I just want my next book to be something different. So I'm trying to go the traditional publishing route. So if you are an agent or know a good agent, let me know. You know how to get in touch with me. It's easy to find how to get in touch with me on the internet. So what's changing um, really just comes down to nomenclature. And I said this in the last um, mini-sode of this, is I've changed the name of this podcast from the freelancer to the Sunday dispatches. I've merged my mailing list, my podcast list, with my Sunday Dispatches mailing list. And now I'm going to be releasing episodes of this podcast on Sunday that goes along with my newsletter. So everything's just going to be the Sunday Dispatches. Easy peasy, parcheesy. So the reason is the show and the newsletter were pretty much always the same content. So it just makes sense that they have the same name and that they're released on the same date. So last year, my focus was on the technical, which is why I created the course Chimp Essentials. And that was awesome. This year... I kind of like having a theme. So this year my theme is, and my focus is on service. And it sounds like some hippy-dippy altruism, but really my business exists because I thoroughly enjoy serving you, my audience. And yeah, I make money doing it, but only when the trade creates a win-win are things awesome. So a win for you because you learn something that benefits you in your life or biz, and a win for me because it makes me money and it makes me feel good. So I'm looking to be of service and create these win-win scenarios where we both win. So the bottom line for this state of the union is that I enjoy what life taught me um, in the last year, and I'm looking forward to the next year. And of course, this newsletter and this podcast will continue to share everything I know about combining creativity and commerce while staying true to my own unique style of angry man shouts at the internet every Sunday. So, dear listener, that is the State of the Union for 2017. Until next Sunday, I'm Paul Jarvis. Paul Jarvis.